Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And APB, American Protection Bureau, voted number one best on Long Island for all your security needs. Call 631-390-9050. That's 631-390-9050. APB. You need a body shop? You need engine repair? Auto excellence. Collision specialists. 631 631- Two six one six four two zero. That's six three one two six one six four two zero. Auto Excellence. Jimmy, I gotta take a dump. What? No, I mean I need a dumpster. <sighs> well, for all those needs, you need to call Big V Dumpster Rental, Long Island, New York, six three one nine hundred dump. Elm Logistics, for all your logistic needs, call 631-299-3595. That's 631-299-3595. Elm Global Logistics, pride, performance, and partnerships. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another edition of The 30 where we challenge four wrestling experts to answer questions. And based on their answers, one of them will be crowned the 30 champion. 
And let me bring them in one one at a time. First, we have the player, Benny Scallo. What's going on, Benny? All right, all right. The former, one of the former champs. I think you've held this title more than anybody else at this point. Four time. So next, we have the man from Boston, the president of Thursday nights, the one and only Phil DeCesare. Timer, I'm a long timer. Woo! Awesome, awesome. <laughs> and next we have the man, another man who doesn't need an, any introduction. He is from Centerville, the what, man, what a day, Joe Lowry. Hey, everybody, Joe Lowry, what a day. Happy New Year to everybody out there. Thanks for joining us live here on Monty and the Pharaoh and the 30. Yeah. And now a man that doesn't need any introduction. He returned and reclaimed his title once again. We have the man, Dan Sebastiano. What's going on, Dan? <laughs> man, you know, as the real world champ, I had to wear my real world champ shirt today. And uh, Benny might be a four-time champ, but uh, it's easy to be four-time when you keep losing the title to me. So. <laughs> well, you know, he, he does pull out those shenanigans. <laughs> There he distracts go. me with those colorful shirts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a dog barking. He's got microwaves going off. He cuts people's Never power. Takes. I don't know. Somehow, somehow, my camera stream used to cut out all the time when uh, when I was on there. And I used to blame Mike, but I think it was actually Benny. What did Jesse Ventura say? One if you must lose if you can, but always cheat or something like Indeed. that. Indeed, yes. There you go. Yep. Janetti through the windows got nothing on the way Benny turned what about the coconut? The coconut. You like coconuts? <laughs> you want a banana? Here's a banana. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, last week it was a tight one between Waterday and Dan, and let's. It was uh, came down to one point, and uh, and Dan Dan took the title from Joe, mm -hmm. and I'm sure Joe's looking for some revenge. So, Dan, you better watch As out. Always. These guys, these guys are all uh, coming at you. So. Let's start Joe it off. Joe is like Peter Morales. He's ready for any kind of action. Any kind Maybe. of action. <laughs> so, so this one I'm sure most of you are going to expect this week. Let's start off with uh, the question on everybody's mind. After Vince McMahon's retirement amid multiple accusations last year, now Chris Jericho faces similar claims that could tarnish his legacy. How can we make sense of all these shocking allegations of sexual and physical abuse in pro wrestling, and the use of NDAs to silence the victims. What are the future implications on these scandals for the WWE, AEW, and Jericho's career? And we are going to start off with a man from Boston, Bill DeCessere. Phil, you are on the 30 and go. Yeah, we are in, in such a unique uh, position. You know, we've come out, I think we've come out of the Me Too movement. I'm not sure yet. I think we still might be in it, you know, where we can, you know, I mean, American justice says innocent until proven guilty, but this Me Too movement says, you know, we believe the accuser. You know, recently we had a baseball player who faced some accusations himself, and now that we're in the digital age, we can actually track correspondence and see um, exactly what's going on in terms of uh, communications. And in this player's case, um, the woman who made the accusations after she did was pursuing him beyond this. And, and uh, I forget the player's name, but it was proven that, that he was uh, ultimately innocent of charges. So, yeah, the timing of it strikes me as weird. I don't know. Um, 
we know Jericho likes to drink, and uh, we know that people do silly things when they drink, and uh, so that's certainly a factor here. But is it going to pan out to anything? I don't think so. I think the burden of proof is on the accuser, and uh, I'm hoping for the best for Jericho. I hope justice prevails. I hope, as Gorilla Monsoon would say, it's not a miscarriage of justice. So, um, yeah, it's it's a very tricky situation. Uh, AEW surely can't afford to lose anybody else, certainly a star of his magnitude. So, um, you know, again, I'm of the perspective uh, innocent until proven guilty, okay? You can indict a ham sandwich. We've seen it in politics, and, you know, I think we're seeing it in wrestling, so. I think that's it. I have no clock, though, Bruce. You are out of time there. You are out of time. Thank you. Hang on. So next we have, on the clock, we are going to go to the man from Playaville. Let me reset this (laughs) clock. And Benny, you are on the 30. Go. All right. Well, my, my first comment is that uh, regarding Chris Jericho, I guess the uh, the, lion, the lion tamer works on pussies as well. But, you know, not for anything. It, it, all these wrestling personalities, they, they need to consider a different NDA, which is no dicks allowed. And if they did that, they wouldn't have to worry about the other NDA, you know, the non-disclosure agreement. <laughs> <laughs> I was just I was just gonna say that I see nothing on the screen here. Uh oh. Are we taking yeah. a break here? I, I, I was gonna say I, I see Jenny in a, a timer going in the lower left corner. I'm trying it says everybody's waiting. That's what it says. Yeah, my my uh my one fan said, uh, let's see, mine isn't working. I wonder what she means. I guess she means her. All right. Well, do I have to start over again? Because I had a couple of good one liners and a couple of good zingers there. All right. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, now Chris Jericho is a guy that, I mean, I followed him for, what, 34 years now since I saw him in WCW in 1990. Just, I mean, always has been one of my favorites. Um, you know, great career, phenomenal career, and always the first guy. It seems like I think when Kamala was ready to lose his house, Chris Jericho was the first guy to pony up. So, you know, it's one of those guys. Like, I don't know what's going on, but I just hope that there's nothing really. That you know, it's just no. There's there's smoke, but there's no fire in this case because he's one of my favorites, and I, I'd hate to. Uh, Think he was. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Lorena Bobbitt. <laughs> yeah. I got hosed. <laughs> uh oh. What is the question again? (laughs) 
All right, well, welcome to the day of social media and all that stuff where whatever you say is true, even though you can't prove it, or, you know, as they say, it's not what you can prove, it's what you know, and all that, vice versa, and all that stuff. I think it took a line out of training day there, but anyways, the thing here is I just find the timing a little bit off again. The morning of AEW pay-per-view world's end, and out comes this Nick Hausman character saying there's unsubstantiated, unsupported claims of a uh, inappropriate encounter or whatever you have it in the AEW locker room. And of course, Chris Jericho is named. Now, as far as I know, I know nothing. We all know nothing. We don't know what happened. I don't even know who was on Epstein's Island until that list came out today. And that was like 10 years ago, for God's sakes. What I can honestly tell you is that right now, it doesn't look like it has zero traction. I mean, none of the dirt sheets wanted to touch it. They said why. It's unsubstantiated. It's unsupported. There's nothing out there. There's nothing in the legal system and all that stuff. Tony Khan comes out at the beginning of the pay-per-view and, and makes a statement saying that we have a, a world-class um, you know, locker room and that you know the doors are always open. It's safe environment and all that stuff. But what's really happening here? I don't get it. Jericho was at backstage last night. He performed on the pay-per-view Saturday night. Um, I just don't, I, I'm not buying it until there's that act, factual proof that you can see and all that stuff. Like I said, in this day and age in social media, it's not what you know, it's what you can prove. And, you know, and that this is guy, time. Nice job, Joe. Message. Nice job. I guess we're having some audio issues. I think I fixed them. Oh, yeah, this is, this is the challenge of being live, guys. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. So, yeah, Joe, it looks like you yeah, nice round, nice round. You got 13 there, and looks like we have uh, Dan is the, the last man up on this one. So, title no matter what. <laughs> Dan, you got 10 minutes to wrap up. <laughs> right. <laughs> Joe did a good uh, Sergeant Schultz imitation. I know nothing. So, <laughs> so champ, you ready? Nice. Yes, sir. Let's go. All right. Well, regardless of whether or not the accusations against, against Chris Jericho are true. I think the important thing that came out of this is the social media spotlight that was shined on his wife, who's a, apparently a total cunt, racist, bigoted piece of shit. So fuck her. Um, I just want to put that out there. Uh, but as for Jericho, I think it's in two points. One, if you remember when the accusations first came out against Vince McMahon, Jericho's response was very awkward compared to other wrestlers. He basically said, oh, he had an affair, paid the woman off, and everyone was consensual adults. Like, move on, who cares? Really kind of weird response from someone who's not speaking from experience. Um, but now, as for as for the way it was handled, I think it, the sad thing is, whether he's guilty or not, it's a distraction. If you remember during his match, the crowd was chanting NDA and booing him, and you could visually see Sting and some of the other people in the match getting aggravated at the distraction and that's exactly what it is right now it's a distraction even if it comes out as untrue but you look at the list of wrestlers who have gone through this and vince mcmahon and your your joey ryan's but AEW's not exactly clean i mean uh they kind of went nowhere but everybody seems to forget darby allen was accused of something earlier i mean obviously your 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 joey ryan i mean who would have thought somebody whose gimmick was making people touch his penis against their will turned out to be a sex offender big fucking shock there but um <laughs> I, I think it's and i apologize for cursing it's the same and me coming out today but no i think it's telling uh but as of right now it doesn't seem to have any ground but we'll and see that's how it, it nice job dan nice job survey says dan's coming out of the lead and uh mike's in the chat room picking on me it looks like uh calling me the new sleepy guy 
All right, Mike. Yeah, Mike, you, you come in here, try to do the the production, the direction, and uh, and host at the same time. There's a couple couple more buttons you got to push. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, nice job, guys. Dan is in the lead. The champ's holding on tight. Let's uh let's get to the next question. We got a, we got a limited time here. Let's see. So Greg Valentine made some harsh comments about Brutus Beefcake's wife, Missy. In an interview with James of WSI, he repeatedly called her <laughs> an, a- an acronym. Uh, See you next Tuesday. Yeah. It was then acu- he was then accused <laughs> of another video of making homophobic sl- slurs towards his former partner. Do you think these will affect his legacy and reputation as a wrestler? Do you think he owes Beefcake an apology and his wife an apology? And do you think uh, this? Do you think we know too much about these wrestlers' lives nowadays outside of the ring? And it's going to be, Benny is going to be up. And let's get the timer off for him. And Benny, you are on the 30. All right. So... Yeah, I mean, to a certain point, I think there there is we're getting to the point where it's too much information. I remember as a kid, it, it was a, we didn't even know our teachers' first names, and it like somehow it would leak out, like you know, oh my, his name is Melvin, or you know, her name is Agatha, and we were like we were giddy that we knew this information about our teacher. But you know, now, now I mean, why is Valentine? I think he's been uh, trash talking Bruno San Martino as well lately, so. I, I, you know, I think it's one of these cases where somebody just wants to make themselves relevant. What, why, you know, why do you need to publicly air anything about Brutus Beefcake's wife? Um, you know, and that's supposedly your friend. I, I, do I think it will tarnish his legacy? No. I mean, I mean, a lot of us, we, we have Greg Valentine is etched in our mind as one of the greatest wrestlers ever. Uh, his matches with Backlund. I mean, he just, you know, his time as Intercontinental Champion, his rivalry with Tito Santana, putting Tito on the shelf. Um, that I just choose to remember Greg Valentine that way. The guy that, you know, put the, uh, who, whose leg did he break? Did he break Strongbow's leg? And Wahoo's. Wahoo, yeah. 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 Um, that's the Greg, that's the, you know, I want to remember these guys from, from you know, back then i i don't want to hear some 74 year old guy rant about somebody else's wife it's just you know it's just not cool <laughs> nice nice job benny and you are you are in the lead with 22 points nice oh. nice and next up we have looks like joe's going up get joe up and get a timer up for him And Joe, you are on the 30. All right, here we go again. Welcome to the age of social media where one generation who grew up with wrestling magazines meets. Now everything that you say is true and all that stuff. Look at, I've met Greg Valentine. I've met Brutus Beefcake. Uh, matter of fact, I went to high school with Melissa uh, at North Quincy High School. She's a North Quincy High School graduate. Um I, whenever I've encountered her, she seems fine. So whether or not this is a mark or a show or whatever, you know, I, these podcasts are a dime a dozen now. I used to do them as well. You know, you get that one comment from someone and it just blows up to no, for, for total disregard for everybody involved. 
Now, Greg Valentine's been on the uh, the indie circuit slash convention circuit for some years now. These guys are trying to stay relevant. So these reporters, these podcasters, these journalists are always trying to push these guys to the next level to say, hey, what can you tell us about this or that? And lo and behold, he goes ahead and he drops the F and C word about uh, Brutus Beefcake's wife. That's great. Fine. Do we know them personally? No. Do they have a fight or a falling out? I have no idea. It's totally up to them. But why do you have to air your dirty laundry out on a podcast? If that's so true and you have all these great stories, write a book, make some real money, and we'll go ahead and read those and you know substantiate these things. This, this, this whole avenue of um, podcasting now, people just trying to get that one headline, that one sentence, and it's, it's just taking it too far. It. Nice job, Joe. Right. Nice job. Where do we end up with that? Oh, Joe's Joe's taking over the lead. Pretty good lead there, too. Nice. Nice. Nice job. Let's see. We've got Dan. Looks like Dan's up next. Let's get you get you up there. Killing me. <laughs> All right, guys. Feel free to banter while in between me getting the set back up. And then Dan, go. All right. Well, before we get into what Valentine said, maybe you guys can know. Can someone tell me when exactly Greg Valentine finished morphing into Mama Fratelli from the Goonies? Have you noticed that <laughs> visual comparison? I mean, it's ridiculous. But no, to, to get to what you were saying, what he said about uh, Brutus Beefcake's wife, I mean, honestly, I, I don't want to sound cruel, but who cares? Like, yeah, it was horrible that he said it, but I don't think anyone was thinking Greg Valentine is a phenomenal human being and, and a true gentleman and scholar. Uh, as for what he said about his partner, the offensive homophobic language, that's never acceptable to say, period, even as a joke. I mean, Benny uh, and I had a guest on the show that that used some of the language to quote someone and couldn't profusely apologize enough for having to say it in, in telling a story that someone else said it, which is what you should do. No, it's disgusting that he said it. Uh, it's horrible that he said it. Valentine should be ashamed of himself. Is he going to apologize? No. Can you think of anybody on the circuit today that probably cares less about what Twitter thinks of their personality or, or person as, as, you know, it's no, no Valentine's. I, I don't think he's going to matter as for the wrestlers. In the social media age, it's almost impossible to be famous today and not have everyone just know your life in and out, which obviously kayfabe's long been dead. But what you can do is keep it to yourself. Look at the interviews Mark Calloway's done. He kept to himself until after he retired The Undertaker. Then, hey, bring the cameras into my home and here's who I really am and blah, blah, blah. There were no videos. You know, no one was doing that crazy stuff. No, he should have just kept that, his mouth that shut. That is time. Nice job, Dan. Nice job. Let's see where we ended up. Drum roll, please. Ooh. Oh, uh oh, uh oh, champ. It's close. Uh, neck and neck. So, and now we have last, last but not least, we 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 have Mr. President Phil DeCesare. Get Phil up, and Phil, you are on the thirty. You know, I'm I'm not going to pretend to be offended. I didn't actually hear everything. I just heard the description. I think I heard a little bit of what Valentine said about Brutus's wife. I didn't hear so much what he said about Brutus himself. But again, I'm more in, more intrigued. I think and and um, concerned. I think too. And we we mentioned you know how powerful social media is now when we get to hear these guys almost on a daily basis. And you know what this really brings to light. I think almost more than anything is. 
how much these guys might have been suffering from CTE, from TDI, these sorts of things too. You know, are we seeing some of these folks kind of degenerate in real time here? Is that what's actually happening? And and if that is, it's it's obviously it's very concerning. And uh, so, you know, or is it more of a work, or more of is it more of this? Um, maybe is it an arrangement between the two of them? I don't know. I mean, you know, keeping them both relevant. I don't know. It's it's hard to believe that Valentine would turn so quickly, abruptly, and, and severely against someone you know he was so close to. Uh, so I don't know. Is it a work, or is this just again? Is this just um, you know, the, the ravages of age and years in a sport with, with tremendous head trauma. Um, you know, time's going to tell. I think we're going to see more of this, not less of it. Don't think we should be too judgmental or too harsh in our judgment anyway. Um, yeah, there are things that you shouldn't say. Absolutely. But, you know, um, is this how they operate in real life? Is this how they talk about one another? You know, I mean, after all, these they're, they're overgrown high school right, kids. Phil, really. got, they are. Now let's see where we are. Ooh. <laughs> I know. Yeah, one of their strong points. Yeah. So, uh, nice job, guys. Nice job. But listen, for uh, in the instance of time, because we only have about 20 minutes left, I'm going to make this a cutoff round, and two people are going to disappear after this round. So, Uh you guys better Uh better bring it this round, because then we're gonna have then we'll have the final. So, let's see which question I'm gonna have to cut out one of these guys. The fix is in. Mm. I'm going to bring my brass knuckles to New York, Bruce. Watch <laughs> out. <laughs> you've got you've got brass knuckles, but I've got the deadliest weapon in wrestling: a roll of coins. Yeah. <laughs> Nicely done. Here's the Cluna. I've got a taped popsicle stick. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Okay, let's see. <laughs> Just getting everything reset so we can get to this next round. I had to do a couple of things to make that happen. And Joe, you're going to be going up first this time. And let's see, it's going to be, here's the question. It's coming up fast, and we have some participants locked in. Who is this year's winner of the Royal Rumble, men's and women's? Who will they challenge for, and what title at WrestleMania? My God. Oh, my Lord. Let's see, (laughs) and Joe, you're on the 30, and let's go. Uh, Royal Rumble winner for the women's. My goodness, the, the, the list is so long, but I'm going to have to go with Mercedes Monet because I really do believe she's headed to the WWE no matter what you hear. I think she's going to come back and, you know, do her thing. For the men's side, that's a tough one because The Rock threw a wrench into everybody's plans this past Monday night on Raw. Um, I would have to probably strongly suggest that The Rock's probably going to make some type of appearance at the Royal Rumble but I don't think he'll be the winner of the Royal Rumble. I'm going to have to go with another a repeater. I'm going to have to go with Cody Rhodes because he's going to have to try and stay relevant at this point because whoever wins the Rumble, yeah, will go to Mania, but there's going to be a lot of changes along the way to WrestleMania. But I really have to say at this point, because this is a really tough, tough question, I, I'll, I'll say Cody Rhodes, but in the back of my mind, it's got to be CM Punk too, as well. I mean, I know I'm changing, I'm juggling, and all that stuff, and t- you know, it's a it's a tough question. I think a lot is going to change between now and the Royal Rumble. I think whoever we predict that's going to win the Royal Rumble today, it's going to change because the landscape of the WWE seems to be changing week after week. And after The Rock setting the ratings on fire for Raw with what 1.75 million people tuning in, of course they went up against two college football games, and they. <laughs> Killed the demo, 18 to 49 with a 0.60, which I don't think Raw has seen in a long, long time. 
So my personal feeling, I think it's it most likely has to keep yapping off seeing All right, when the That's Royal time, Joe. Nice job. Nice job. Ooh. Oh, he, gonna be a tough one. That's wow. gonna be a tough one. Uh oh. Yeah, he he came at the end. He had some good, really good points at the end there. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see who do we have up. It looks like Dan. It looks like you're going to be up in the thirty. And when let's see and go. Well, the Rumble has always been one of my favorite pay per views, and this year I said it a couple shows ago. It's one of the most compelling they've had in ages. I mean, you look at the men's side: Cody, Punk. L.A. Knight, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, either of the Uso brothers. Uh, off the top of my head, I can think of a dozen winners that would make sense in storyline and be believable as winners of the Rumble. Uh, unfortunately, I hate to say it, I have to think the final two are going to be Cody and Punk, and I think Cody's going to have to win it again because he's got to complete the story. You, you, the, the idea of The Rock coming in and facing Roman Reigns just feels too forced, and Punk has already proven he doesn't need the Rumble to set up his match with Rollins, which I think is the other big title match that's going to happen. Of course, Gunther could be a wild card in there. Um, you would want to, I first want to think the rock is coming to take Roman at, at the ch elimination chamber, but everyone forgets that's in Australia. I don't think they're flying the rock out there for one match. Um, as for the women's side, the story that I think makes the most sense and would be the most compelling is to have Bailey win it and have to go against her damage control buddies. They've already kind of hinted. She's, she's the odd woman out right now. And I think Bailey versus uh, kind of turning face again, uh, especially if what Joe said is right about Mercedes Monet coming back. Although Rumbles are, she's going to be an AW. But I think if, I think it's time about time Bailey turned face. The crowd wants it, and Damage Control would play such good foil to that. Put her in EO Sky, but that would be my pick: Cody and Bailey. Nice, wow. nice job. Do we get the old Bailey back if she goes face? Uh -oh. You know what? I think just for her mania entrance, I would have the buddies. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and and you know what? Just because wrestling fans have that memory, put duct tape on them to show that she taped it once she sliced up back together. I love it. Love nice it. job. Nice job. Let's see. So looks like who's up next? Oh, it looks like Philly. You are you are next on the 30. And oh. Boy, what a great question, speculative question, Bruce. You know, the thing we like about the Royal Rumble is the surprise factor. I, I you know? does get extra typically points. number thirty. <laughs> typically number thirty is is uh, can be really uh, uh, you know um, very very much a surprise. I'm not going to predict they're going to dig up the Iron Sheik and he's going to take thirty minutes to come down the aisle and win it all. But uh, <laughs> I think so. You know, Punk does seem like the logical favorite. I, you know, um, I don't think The Rock's going to uh, make it to, I think The Rock is going to make it to the Rumble and to the pay-per-view beforehand, certainly, but I don't know if he's going to make it to Mania. Um, there's this guy from uh, New Japan who just uh, left the promotion. I think he is, uh, he's in the Samoan family, well, not directly related, but he would make a nice addition to the Bloodline story. But ultimately, I think Punk's going to be the guy, you know? Uh, Cody is a nice thought, you know, maybe, maybe the odds are there too. I'm not sure, but as far as the females go, as far as the divas go, uh, I think it's going to be a surprise. I don't think it's going to be uh Mercedes Monet. I think she's AEW bound too. I think Camille could make a debut. There's some talk about that or contracts up or, um, Jade Cargill, who was just, so I think there's going to be a surprise there. And I think they're going to, uh, 
challenge um, the Irish last kicker for the title. So I think it's going to be more of a surprise in the diva division right now. And, um, and I think they're going to pursue um, our Irish friend, oh. but um, yeah, there's just so much possibility, man. That's it, you know, Phil, it's over. I'm sorry, <laughs> Phil. I'm sorry. Almost there. Just two points. It was a great comeback. That was a great round, but unfortunately <laughs> we do have to say goodbye to you for tonight. All right. Later, Phil. Happy Peace New Year. Guys. Happy New Year. Take care. Uh-oh. So, uh, Benny, it's going to come down to, uh, to you. I know if anybody can do this, it's going to, it's going to be you. You can definitely pull this off. Um, I'm, re- I'm really good at pulling it out. <laughs> <laughs> He's on fire tonight. That's what the playmates say anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and Benny, let's see. Let's see. I'm already on there. Nope, nope. I, got I? Re- I, uh, I prematurely Reset. hit the button. <laughs> and you are on the 30 and go. All right. Yeah, I'm going to need all 90 seconds this time, I think. So, yeah, uh, let's do the woman first. Well, of course, let's do the woman first. <laughs> um, so, and I I agree with, uh, with Phil 100% that it's going to be a surprise. I do believe that it will be Jade Cargill, or as my Massachusetts people say, Jade Cag- Cagill. Cagill. And, uh, I would like to see her. Uh, I'd like to see her and Rhea Ripley go at it. I think, you know, I, I understand she's training at the Performance Center. I'm not sure where she is. I'm, I'm sure she's, you know, training very intensely. I would, they have a lot invested in her. And I think, you know, and Rhea Ripley, geez, she's so, you know, she's on fire right now. I think that would be a very good rivalry. Um, you know, as far as the, the men, I think it's going to be punk. I, I think it's a no brainer actually, because, you know, it's, it seems like a rock and, uh, rock and reigns is inevitable at this point. And I actually think that somehow Roman is going to drop the title to LA Knight before mania. So that when he and rock are going at it, it will not be a title match. I, I just have this feeling. So, um, and as far as Cody goes, I mean, I think he's just going to have to wait to finish his story. Um, I think Punk's going to win the, uh, the the Rumble, and uh, I think it's going to be Punk and and Rollins at WrestleMania. I think Cody's going to feud with somebody. I mean, I know he's feuding with Nakamura right now, but he's going to have to just his story's going to have to wait a little bit. And that is time. That is time. Let's see how we ended up here. Oh, I think those bonus points in the beginning, Benny, might have benefited you there. And uh, what's up with that? <laughs> so, uh, unfortunately, Joe, we, we got to say goodbye to you, but stay warm no down problem. there. You know, uh, happy New Year, everybody. What a day! We'll see you later, Joe. Stay warm, Joe. All right. It's just a second Ooh. to get everybody going. And now we have the final yeah, question. Sure. It comes down to the uh, the partners in crime, Dan and Benny. This should be fun. <laughs> <laughs> and Dan's cat. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but, my, well, my don't cat. forget, ben, Benny's got the, the playmate, playmates in, the, uh, in his corner, so. Oh, yeah. Hmm. I'm just, let's see, which one of these questions do we want to bring up? All right, this one is, let's see. He will, and he's going to be up first. So this is going to be, kind of continue off of that last question. 
This week we saw The Rock return in what appeared to be a, chal- a challenge to Reigns at WrestleMania to prove who is the true head of the table. And now the newly newly returned CM Punk seemingly is on a collision course with, course with Seth Rollins for those same big days. Where does this leave Cody Rhodes? Also, how does J- Damian Priest, who's been holding this Money in the Bank briefcase for quite a while, come into play coming up into WrestleMania? So, Benny... You are on the 30 and oh. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's really funny because I, you know, the one thing I want to bring up is I thought Jinder Mahal did a fantastic job as being the Rock's foil there. I mean, he really was on fire. And I thought to myself, well, you got Drew McIntyre there at, at Raw. All you are is you're one Heath Slater away from a 3MB reunion, right? Um, so, um <laughs> I uh, I think it's inevitable. I I do think that the title will not be on the line. Like I said in my Lance answer, I think it's going to be uh, Reigns and and uh, and Rock. And I think I think it's going to be an inconclusive uh, match. I don't think it's going to be one of these things where it's going to be nobody's winning clean. I don't think. I think it's going to be some kind of tainted victory. Somebody's going to help somebody. Um, but yeah, I mean Cody. I, I really think Cody has lost a lot of his sizzle. I, I, I mean, obviously he's still a top baby face, but I think with the addition of Punk, with the return of Randy Orton, I think his luster has worn up a little bit. So, I mean, there's no timeline on finishing his story. He can finish it, you know, he can finish it post-WrestleMania. There, there's no nothing to say that he's got he's to gotta win the title at WrestleMania. Do I think he's going to win the title? Hell yeah. Um, he, he's got many, many, uh, you know, good times ahead for him but i just think that at this moment there's just there's a log jam at the top of the heap there so he's gonna have to just be patient and and wait his turn all right benny nice job nice job see how we ended up okay well uh that round it's a it's a nine so let's see if the champ can pull it out if anybody can he can you know he he's done it before he We'll see what he what he can pull out. Let's get Dan up on the 30. And Dan, you're on the 30. Yeah, I have to agree with Benny. There's a log jam at the top with the faces. Uh, if you're not going to put the belt or, or not have the Rock and Roman at Mania, then you have to do something either at the Chamber or at the Rumble to put Cody and Roman together and then have the Rock come out and either stop the interference or in some way, kind of like they did with Shawn Michaels, where he screwed the undertaker to get that last retirement match uh, to make, to have the rock make a point that Roman can't win on his own. Um, But no, I I think they, if they wait any longer than maybe SummerSlam, they've lost it. Cody is still probably is one of the biggest baby faces they have, but he is losing the sizzle, especially if Punk continues to be as hot as he is. Merch seller, ticket seller, ratings boost, and then you bring in The Rock, and you've got LA Knight, and you've got all these other guys that are just bringing down all kinds of numbers. No, I think what they have to do, if they're not going to put the put the belt or not give Cody the Rumble win, then they have to do something at the chamber to set him up to be the next big challenger, maybe even team with The Rock at some point. But if they don't pull the trigger by SummerSlam, I think the boat has sailed. Benny said there's, there's no timetable on the story, but there is a timetable on fans caring about the story. And unfortunately, wrestling fans have a short attention span, especially if Punk continues to be hot and LA Knight continues to be hot. And you've got all these other Uso, Jay Uso, and you've got all these other stars that are ready to take Cody's spot if they don't pull that trigger. 
Nice job, Dan. Really nice job. And how did we end up? Oh, the champ is defended. All right. All right. I'm sorry, Benny. I got to send you out of here. That's all right. But uh, we'll be uh, actually we'll be talking tomorrow on Wrestling Remembered. We're going to be doing a live yes, version of Wrestling Remembered tomorrow night. It'll be somewhere around seven thirty p.m. We'll post we'll post up the live link. Can't wait! It's going to be me, Joe, and, me, Joe, and Benny. It should be it should be fun. So, uh, but see you later, Benny. All righty, take care. Look at my 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 fan over here that's excited. I won. Look at him. And nice job. How does it feel to repeat? As the 30 champion, you are only the second person to repeat. I was going to say, I, I, I've defense successfully defended the title twice now. That's got to be. Wow. I mean, I've already, I've already got the one record. Maybe I can go for, for the record on successful title defenses. Yeah, I'm not as lenient with points as Mike was, uh, but, hey, you know, <laughs> I don't think it's going to be a while until we see those 100-point days again. <laughs> <laughs> But listen, well, hey, great job tonight. I uh, I will talk to you sometime in the next couple of days. And on behalf of the entire Monty and the Farrell family, thank you guys, and we will see you soon. Take care, guys.